0: Carroll bringing it forward. Thompson's making the run. Carroll hangs on to it though. Still David Carroll could go all the way here. Oh, what a goal! <laughs>
1: Hello, I'm Phil Catchpole and you're listening to Ringing the Blues, the official Wigan Wanderers podcast. On this week's show, we've got all the action and reaction for the trip to Hillsborough, where the Chairboys took on Sheffield Wednesday. We catch up with Sam Vokes to find out his playlist picks for pre-match at Adams Park. We speak to Aaron Paul of Five Live and ITV, plus many other outlets. And we also talk to Richard Pearcy about Adams Park security and events. But first, let's head to Mexico City for the and some essential Chairboy Spanish.
0: Over to you, Uri. We are ringing the blues from Mexico City. My name is Uri, and here are the results for League One. Forest Green Rovers 0, Exeter City 4, Barnsley 3, Charlton Athletic 1, Bristol Rovers 0, Accrington Stanley 1, Morecambe 1, Cambridge United 2, Peterborough United 3, Port Vale 0, Sheffield Wednesday 3, Wigan on Wanderers 1, Shrewsbury Town 2, Burton Albion 1, Charboy Spanish. You know, our former goalkeeper David Stockdale is the king of the houses. Let's go to the dictionary. house: a method in which a person or collective overcome a challenge in a cheeky or slightly unethical manner. There is no precise way to translate this to Spanish, but we might say it's a trap. Tramposo, tramposo, a player that plays with trap, or trickery, truculento, triquiñuelo, but there are some more local ways to say it as marrullero or simply. Please beep this hill if you don't like it. Hijo de tu puta madre, pinche culero! And uh, well, in Mexico we have our own shit house goalkeeper. It is Nahuel Guzman, the goalkeeper for the University of Nuevo León, Tigres. He's so, such a shit house. Very controversial, and uh, we like him and we hate him. So, Cherboy Spanish this week shit house. Ah, oh, yeah, should I translate it literally? Shit, mierda. House, casa. Casa de mierda. But that doesn't make sense. Until next week, back to Ingerland with my amigo Phil Catchpole. Cheers, Uri. I just knew
1: you'd understand that concept. Right then, Wickham Wanderers were on yen one for the second week in a row. This time to go to Hillsborough to take on Sheffield Wednesday. Here's what happened. Marvin Johnson, the left wing back to take this throw. Cross comes in, left footed it in, swing so it right away, Cross, and in.
2: It's an own goal. Joe Jacobson. It's a terrible start for Wickham Wanderers. I think it's come off the foot of Joe Jacobson. Smith was lurking to put it in. If he wasn't, gonna be put in by the Wickham defender. And not even a minute on the clock and Sheffield Wednesday, lead 1-0, and it's a terrible start for the Sheffields.
3: Yeah, it's the worst possible start, um, especially at a ground like this, who, you know, so many fans here to get behind the side, and yeah, just the, the kind of tricky wing play, gets the ball and puts it in that corridor of uncertainty where you never know what's going to happen, and I, I think Jacobson was a bit unsure whether there was a man at the back post or not, and you know, he just drips up a little bit and puts it into his own net, and we're well, behind, it's, it was good it's going to be a difficult task anyway. There'll be even more of one now, but uh, we'll see what Wickham are made of.
1: metti goes on that left-hand side, goes past Hennigan. Brilliant skill by Vometi, he's inside the box. Vometi still going, cuts it back. Fox scores! wickham Wanderers
2: have levelled and it's Silver Hillsborough and Alice Vometi. My eyes were deceiving me, the Sheffield Wednesday defenders couldn't believe it either, he lays it back to Vokes, it's his first of the season, and David Stockdale, he would have seen it a few
3: times in training, but he couldn't have done anything about that. Sheffield Wednesday 1, Wickham 1. Phil, it looks like once again we've tuned into another episode of the Alice Mometti Show, it's happening every single week now, the ball just dropping into him and he controlled it effortlessly danced his way past one past another showing great feet cuts it back to sam volks i think there might have been a little bit of a nick in on the ball as it kind of came back to volksy but Vaux made absolutely no mistake gets himself onto the score sheet for the first time this season it's been disappointing to see him out injured but he's well and truly back
1: chips it to the right hand side headed down by Smith lovely touch to Gregory now Gregory in the centre circle finds Smith Smith is through on the
2: narrow angle on the far side to Banner
4: and scores
2: Sheffield Wednesday slicing their way through the Wickham back line Mometi thinks he's offside the assistant referee waves him away Smith with the assist, Bannon with the simple task of firing into the roof of the net from two yards. Sheffield
3: Wednesday two, Wickham as one. Real quality goal there. Um, just watching the replay, and I think I don't think it was Bannon who, I is questioning being offside. But potentially Smith on the far side looked like he might have made his run a little bit, a little bit late, and could have had a hint of offside by it. But you know, if he's onside, it's a really, really good goal.
1: Stockdale gets us back underway. Would have been booked for that in a Wickham shirt, no amount of time it took for that. Gabe, okay. over the top, looking for folks. Is there one more chance in this? Wilkes is on the right-hand side for Shepherd Wednesday. Would it be a chance for them? Wilkes up against Morrison, lays it back now.
2: Patterson scores! His first touch in the game seals it for the Owls. Lovely hold-up play from Wilkes. And Wickham exposed at the back looking for the equaliser and Patterson seals the deal.
3: Sheffield Wednesday 3, Wickham 1. Yeah, um, Wickham had just thrown absolutely everything at it. Leaving kind of another space for Sheffield Wednesday to exploit and well Wilkes doing really well taking on his man, cuts it back for Patterson and well he only needed one touch to find the back of the net and um, yeah that gif wraps the three points. Uh,
1: Gareth, uh, a 3-1 defeat, um,
5: and a, an end-to-end game. Yeah, I mean, take the last goal out, really, 2-1, you know, and uh, we gambled a lot, you know. We had five up front at the end there with the last five minutes to go, so I can, I can sort of understand that one. But the, the first two, I can't, I, I can't accept, you know, the, the bad goals to concede, you know, the second one especially. We have a free kick, you know, ten yards from their box and 10 seconds later it ends up in our net and and that's not good enough, you know, it isn't so we've got to make sure that our set pieces are better Um, and they started the game really well We caught us on the hop, which isn't us at all you know, we had chances, we had some good chances but, and we've probably created as many chances as any team's going to create here because it's it's an unbelievable place to come, intimidating big, big club, got some fantastic players and Darren's recruited really well, you know so, I'm not taking anything away from Sheffield, but when we get our moments we've got to make them count you know and uh, Sheffield certainly did today every set piece was on the button you know they're hitting the target with their shots a few of our passes were awry today and and we didn't test Stocko enough you know we did a little bit and he's caught up with a couple of good saves but you know it could have been uh, could have been far more uh, I mean far closer than it was Um, unfortunately we come away with nothing but uh, it's it's a decent performance Um, just a little bit off on a couple of people you know not the start you were looking for either, going one down after just 38 seconds. No, not at all. You know, and it was uh, it was just crazy start to the you know proceedings. We trained really well all week, and uh, like I say, you know, it's a, a ball flashed across the goal, and um, yeah, we're one 0 down. But um, yeah, it happens sometimes. You got to get back in it, and we we certainly did. You know, Anis with a fantastic bit of skill, as always, down that left hand side. He was fantastic today again, and uh, and Sam Vox with a, a great finish. But um, you know, apart from that, there wasn't much in the first half. Um, they had us pegged in a couple of times, but um, Max made comfortable saves. Saves you expect him to make. Um, Stockholm made a couple of good ones as well, one off Gapey and one off the again, but, you know, the second goal for me is a real killer, a real killer, you know. I, I think there's an offside in there as well, which really upsets me, but um, they're not going to get everything right, are they? But... You know, we, uh, we've got to dust ourselves down and build some resilience and go back next week. Just, just because we've lost a couple of games doesn't mean we're going to lose next week. We've got to, we've got to make sure that we go in the mindset against Plymouth at home with uh, with everything to play for because the uh, league's really tight, early days, but a um, bit of a sticky start.
1: No Josh going again today and Jason McCarthy in midfield. Was that a man-marking role on Barry Bannon
5: today? Yeah, he, he was, you know, and I, and I think, you know, he's not on him for set pieces, so the set play goal that we've conceded, you know, you can't blame Jason, but... Uh, you know, keeping someone like Barry Bannon's quiet is uh, is a hard job. You know, he's he's um, he's probably one of the best played, paid players in the league for a reason. You know, he's a Premier League player, isn't he? And they've kept hold of him, and uh, and he, he runs the show sometimes. But Jason did his uh, did his best to, to keep you know a lid on Barry today, and and I think he did okay. Um, you know, it wasn't the Barry Bannon show that we've seen in some games previous, but uh, you know, it's uh, it's disappointing to come away with nothing. But you know, the the boys gave me everything again. You know, some positives in there again. Um, players getting minutes. You know, and uh, Anis again, fantastic putting himself on the map. You know, and uh, yeah, we'll we'll, uh, we'll we'll definitely be dusting ourselves down and getting back into this. Two one down when David Stockdale taking his time, taking a goal kick. Was there a bright smile on your face then? <laughs> it's going to happen. Any any keeper is going to take the time. Any keeper worth his weight. You know, so uh, this there's, there's, there's no. Uh, there's no moans from me, you know. Other managers will moan about time wasting, moan about that. It's, it's funny that the only managers who ever moan about time wasting are the ones that are losing. I'm not going to do that today. I'm not going to lower my standards. <laughs> and your 10th anniversary as and Wanderers manager—not the result you would have wanted today to mark that milestone. You know what? The day it was been fantastic. You know, I have some real nice messages. Pochettino, Alex Ferguson, messaging me, you know, saying congratulations, 10 years, and, and things like that make it make it nice, you know. Winning trophies and winning and everything like that is, is not what you're in it for. It's it's, it's being remembered as a guy who, who who was enjoyable to play for and, and he was fair and honest and, and he gave a good account of himself, you know, and, and that's that's hopefully what the boys have seen today. The better team won today, you know, they're a good side. I think they're going to be right up there. I think it'll be time that Sheffield Wednesday get out of this league, but they've got some big composition in Ipswich and Portsmouth and Charlton and, and Bolton all getting 20,000 plus crowds a week. That makes a big big difference you know look at the league and i think if you can get the attendance league up you'll it'll be very similar to the uh, to the actual league at the moment because these clubs can they've got finances to to get great squads in and they really have i've got a great squad but when i've got josh going injured um brandon hanlon injured curtis thompson injured you know it really does hit me hard the sheffield wednesday had three players injured they've got three real good players to replace them with you know as well and uh, that's no slight on any of my young boys they're coming through and they're developing quick but it's tough at the moment but we've been here before we'll go again next week and I'm looking forward to playing
1: uh, folks just talk about the goal off the mark for the season and, and one past year old mate David Stockdale that must have felt sweet at the time
6: it did at the time yeah yeah no it was nice um, obviously uh, funny start to the season for myself getting injured and stuff so It's nice to get that first one um, up and running now and uh, disappointing day overall, but uh, yeah, nice to get one past
1: Stocker I suppose. Let's talk about the result, uh, second consecutive defeat now, but two tough places to come back to back. Uh, What was your view on today's game?
6: Yeah, it's a tough place to come, like you say. Um, Two on the bounce, uh, it's not good enough really, Uh, results. We're very disappointed in there at the end. take the last one out of it the the third goal just because we've sent so many men forward and it's on the break but before that I think we're a bit not good enough for the two other goals really um so disappointed from that side of things and didn't really give ourselves a platform really conceding that that early on in the game so that's disappointing but we grew into the game I thought we were the better side probably for the rest of the first half and uh and, and showed what we're about but it's, uh, yeah, it's a tough place to come, but it's, uh, it's a tough result to take as well. So.
1: Signs of that wicked character there, though, because to go down after 38 seconds and then to respond as you did, was it a good sign? It was,
6: definitely, yeah. I think um, that was disappointing early on, but we, we grew into it massively and uh were a better side, like I say, for 15, 20 minutes there and uh, could have gone and got another one. Um, but we didn't and uh, disappointed to then, um, then drop another, another sloppy goal, really. Uh, your comeback's been mainly away from home so far since your injury. Are you looking
1: forward to getting back to Adams Park in front of the Wiccan fans?
6: Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Um, getting back to back at home and hopefully back to winning ways because two two disappointing results now on the bounce. So um, it's yeah, it's going to be a tough game again. We've got a tough run coming up, but we need to put some points on the board and uh, we need to start that on Saturday.
1: Plymouth, Oxford, Peterborough, I guess they're all tough in League One, but you're right, that is a tough fixture list.
6: It is, yeah, yeah, League One. It's another strong season, as you see, and a number of strong teams up there, and uh, we all seem to have them on the bounce at a minute, so of uh, this mini-run we've got two disappointing starts away from home, but no better way to set it right than home wins Plymouth on Saturday. And we'll leave the
1: final word on Alex Bometti, because that was one hell of an assist for you.
6: It was, yeah, yeah. It, I said to him after time, he's done unbelievable there. Um, been our star performer so far this year um, not just his goals but the way he, um, he looks so confident in the way he plays and he works so hard on the training ground um, you see it come into uh, fruition i suppose at the weekend and, and he'll grow and grow and um, i'm enjoying playing with him as well at the minute Here, yeah.
1: sheffield wednesday fans would have gone home happy then with the three points here's what they had to say in the opposition view
7: Striker. Good team performance today. Had to dig in against really tough opposition who know what they're doing. I also enjoyed the occasional shithousery, giving them a taste of their own medicine. Back on track, excellent result, and up to third in the table. The Vinyl Frontier. Great result and great performance. Wickham must be over the moon, only losing 3-1. I'm just chuffed they never took the lead to implement their dreadful, time-wasting antics. (laughs) Enjoy your journey home to Wickham, wherever the hell that is. Chelters. We had so much more quality than them, but didn't really make it count as much as we should. I guess that's the kind of niggly team they are, though. Smith gives us a different dimension up front. Hennigan was the perfect defender to have in that game. And Ikewe, he's just immense. Royalty. Overall, we played very well there, I thought. Stockdale was fantastic, bar one sloppy moment hitting their defender with a kick. But, wow, his distribution really is something else. Alan Harper. The moment of the match was Stockdale shithousing for about a minute over a goal kick deep into injury time. And Wickham, yes, Wickham, getting all indignant and flappy-armed about it. Glorious. Astina, 1867. My favourite bit was that free kick to them where Ainsworth joined in the conversation with three of his players. They took it. And Wednesday broke and scored Poetic justice Circle 7 Really enjoyed that game We played some very nice football I'm conditioned to worry When we only have a one goal lead And Wickham did get a few decent chances But we were good value for a final score of 3-1 Would we have failed to hold on for a win last season? I think so We're better this season and are going up, in my opinion. Looking at the Wickham attack, you can't help wondering why they spend so little time doing it. Because they do it well. Al Matplow. To be fair, Wickham make you work really hard. It's never easy when you're playing a team that look like they want to eat you. But we battled hard and deserved the win. Owling Wolves. I was quite surprised at the number of Wiccan players who were comfortable on the ball today. They looked a decent footballing side up to a point. That 11, Mimeti, looked quite a bag of tricks. Thankfully they missed a couple of good chances. I was also impressed with their ex livy keeper. Neat and tidy and made a very good save early on, (laughs) as did ours. First time I've seen him in the flesh. My compliments do not extend as far as the dirty git who apparently got booked twice. The second one should have been a straight red for Dangerous Play anyway. One of my mates heard someone in the crowd say that his first booking was rescinded. Uh, nor the Pillock number six, who obviously wanted Smith's shirt so badly that he couldn't wait for the final whistle. Of course, that's not a foul, is it, ref? Steve Beasty. There was a bloke behind us in the south stand giving the lino dogs abuse today. You were shit last week and you're just as shit this week, he said. (laughs) The tirade went on for at least ten minutes uh, before he realised and added, you're all the same. You simply have to admire that sort of tenacity. JBO. I did feel a bit sorry for Wickham at the end when they were frustrated by our time wasting. I know they aren't the fans of that sort of thing at all Uh, and just want to play football.
1: Playlist picks the moment we give a player or a member of staff here at Wickham Wanderers three tracks to play on the pre-match playlist at Adams Park and Nick Freeman you may remember has said that it was going to be down to Sam Vokes. Vokes see the responsibility
6: passes on to you. Like We've had it. some chat, so You like your music. I do like my music, mate. I do like my music. And I'd like to think Nick's picked me because although I've been injured last few weeks, I've been on the playlist, and I'd like to say it's been a bit better than it has previously. Football is
1: famously competitive. Uh, is it competitive when it comes to music? Who's got the best taste?
6: Yeah, I'd say it's competitive. There's a lot of different, uh, lot of different genres getting played. Um, I'll sit on the fence and say I'm a bit of a chameleon and I can like all sorts. But yeah, there's some some interesting stuff gets played in the gym in the dressing room before games. Uh, we'll come
1: to the at the end of this. We'll get your suggestions of who will be the next player to do this. But okay. who's got the worst taste in music?
6: who has got a worst taste in music. Um, <laughs> do you know what I? Uh, Brandon's just been on the tunes in the um, gym there, and I didn't have a clue what was being said in half of them. So I'm going to put Brandon up just because it's the most recent one I've heard, and it was just in the gym. <laughs> you might even hear it in the background, and yeah, it was poor.
1: <laughs> uh, but music, you, we've just said you love your music. Has it played an important part in your career? Where does it sit in your sort of your life?
6: Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, I was always changing room DJ at um, Burnley for years, um, so that was always a responsibility. Um, and yeah, I love music. Obviously, it's what you do um, around in the gym, in the change room before and get you up for games. And uh, yeah, it's good. It's good.
1: Well, let's get on to your first choice. And what, what is it and why?
6: Do you know what, mate? I've, I've really struggled with this to bring it down to three songs. <laughs> and I'm going to have to twist your arm, mate, because I've got more bands. So I've picked them more for the bands and the song from each band. But I'm gonna say I can't separate from four bands, my fav- favourite four bands. So okay. I'll, I'll say what they are, and you can, uh, you can decide whether you'll let me have an extra song on Saturday or not. Fair enough. Um, first one Oasis. Yeah. Uh, rock and Roll Star. Um, probably my favourite Oasis song. Um, that's quite a hard choice anyway, but it's Wickham, isn't it? Rock and Roll Star, Rock and Roll Football. So I thought that, that lends itself to, uh, to being my first choice.
1: Right, this is Sam Volks' first choice, Oasis Rock and Roll Star. I love
4: my relationship, the but there's no easy way out. The day's really just too fast for me. I miss a time in the sunshine. I've got to slow it right down. The day's really just too best for me.
1: Brilliant track, produced by a Welshman, Owen Morris.
6: Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. And apparently they just turned everything up a bit (laughs) at the end and they went, yeah, just make it louder. Oh,
6: I love it. (laughs) Do you know, I never got to see Oasis yet. I'm hoping, fingers crossed still. But I saw Liam a few years ago and he he came out to Rock and Roll Star and it was proper, it went off, it was good. Well, if
1: you're watching this (coughs) golden, Liam, patch it up because folks wants to see (laughs) Oasis get back together... Uh, well, Oasis, yeah. I remember them fondly. I went to Nedworth, big bands. How are you going to follow up with Oasis? What's oh, the oh, next mate.
6: one? was the one. Um, <laughs> Stone Roses is my next choice. Waterfall. Um, amazing. What a band they are. Um, I had a T-shirt on the other day, Stone Roses, Waterfall, album cover and everything. I was speaking to the gaffer about it. and I do believe I was born a few years too late, mate, to be part of that era. Um, but Stone Roses... The d- documentaries, this music, I love it. So, uh, yeah, Waterfall is my second tune.
1: I was going to say, because like, these are all big bands when I was at school, and I'm like, you're, you're a lot younger than me, obviously. Uh, I was like, so where did all this come from? Who was your influence in your music when you were growing up? Was it your dad? or?
6: Um, dad, yeah, dad. Um, but my dad got me into a bit more of uh, Pink Floyd. That um, was always played. Love a bit of Pink Floyd as well. So, yeah, probably I'm a bit. Bit of a generation too late, I think, for my music. Right, second choice <clears throat> from Sam Vokes: The Stone Roses
1: and Waterfall. Roses, Waterfall, another great track. (laughs) Folks, it's true, you have got good taste in music.
6: Thank you, mate. Thank you. So I said I've got two more. Um, My third one's going to be Arctic Monkeys. um, And this was hard to pick a tune. My favourite ever song ever is Arctic Monkeys' Mardi Bum. But I just don't feel like it's really a pre-matched song. So I'm going um, Arctic Monkeys' Are You Mine? Off the AM album.
1: That's another great record as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I like the way you're thinking it, you're not just putting your taste on to everyone before the game, you're thinking what's going to get everyone in the mood as well, that's an important part of psyching yourself up.
6: It is, yeah, yeah, yeah. And for me, Arctic Monkeys, um, I do like their new, well they've got a new album coming out soon, I do like their new stuff, but um, growing up when I left school, um, that was a massive album, and then AM, oh yeah, so many tunes,
1: love it. You said when you were at Burnley you were in control of the music. Mm. Sean Dyche, what's he into?
6: Sean Dyche likes his, likes his indie rock music. Um, <laughs> big Kasabian fan. Serge used to come and watch a few games uh, at Turf um, I, f- I believe he's been on stage with Kasabian, actually, if I'm right. Um, so, yeah, if he, if, if he managed to get in the gym, he always had a bit of rock and roll as well.
1: And keeping the managerial <coughs> music link, uh, Gareth Fainsworth, he must have been... Pretty pleased when he picked up the phone to you and thought, well, here's another man who loves music as much as I
6: do. <laughs> yeah, it's the first thing I thought, of course. Not football, music. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, brilliant. Gaffer loves his music. Uh, if you get in early enough, he's always in the gym pumping his music out, so um, some people try and avoid that, but I don't mind it. It's good. some good music going on.
1: Have you heard his band?
6: I haven't yet, no, no. Um, so I need to, yeah. Need he <laughs> needs to get in there, in the mosh pit.
1: Folks, introduce your, your next track for us. It's Art Monkeys.
6: What's the track again? Art Monkeys Are You Mine.
4: I guess what I'm trying to say is I need the deep and keep imagining meeting and wished away. Entire lifetimes unfair. We're not somewhere, misspeak. Haven for days. Great escape. Lost track the time and space. She's a silver.
1: We've had the three tracks, yeah.
6: and as it's you folks, we might
1: squeeze another four in, depending if it's good enough. What was the fourth band? Thank you,
6: mate. So it was the four bands, and I've already said three, but my other favourite band of all time, Stereophonics. Um, growing up, um, just enough education to perform, what an album that was, performance cocktails, but um, also went to see them this summer as well in uh, the Millennium Stadium in Cardiff, uh, which was an unbelievable night. Very Welsh night, of course. Stereophonics, Feeder, and Tom Jones. So what a night that was. Um, but I think if I was to pick a fourth track, and I'm sure you'd let me, mate, uh, <laughs> A Thousand Trees by uh, Stereophonics would be the one.
1: Wow. Quite yeah. apt for Adams Park as well, because we're beautifully surrounded by them. What did I say,
6: mate? I was picking them apt for the game on Saturday. <laughs> um, yeah, A Thousand Trees. and uh, Well, if it doesn't make anyone else go up for it, it'll make me get up for it anyway.
1: We thought maybe you'd go all Welsh for your three tracks. You know.
6: Yeah, I know. I should have, really. Um, but no, that's why I wanted to squeeze in stereophonics as well.
1: OK, we'll do that
6: as it's for you, folks.
1: we we'll another mate. track on there as well. <laughs> uh, we've got to talk a bit about you know, the, the start to the season. It's been an injury hit for you as well. So, uh, yeah. but back out there soon?
6: Hopefully, mate. Yes, yeah. A very frustrating uh, start to the season. I had a good pre-season, although... Picked up a little injury right at the end in the friendly against Southampton and uh, tried, to, tried to play on for the next couple of games and just manage it, but it wasn't right. So, um, yeah, after a bit of rehab and stuff, I'm hopefully getting back out on the pitch and hopefully be back soon.
1: Well, hopefully the tunes will help you as well and get <laughs> yeah. you back out there. We know you're a fan of vinyl. You've got a vinyl collection, is that right?
6: I do have a vinyl collection, mate. My pride and joy at home. How many records? I don't know a few hundred, a few hundred now. I'd like to say it gets played all the time, mate, but I get bullied from the girls at home, and it's more like Moana and Encanto soundtracks at the minute. (laughs) Well, we're going to give you another vinyl here. This is from Matt James, Wickham fan Matt James, who sat on this very sofa the other week. His album's out. He sent us some signed copies, and he wanted you to have one. Oh, amazing! Yeah, I had a good chat with him that day. Um, He said he brought his album out, so that'll go nicely in my collection. Thank you very much. We've got another one of these as well, and we're going to give one away to a Wickham
1: fan. And we want you to suggest the song that sums up Sam Vokes at Wickham Wanderers. <laughs> if you can send them in uh, the usual channels, uh, Twitter, find me online or, or the club or media at WWFC.com. Um, we'll collate the list. We'll bring up a short list and folks, you can pick the song. I
6: know. Yeah, that sounds a bit. This is interesting, dangerous, now. I know a bit dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: so you better have a good game soon. On, I know. We'll yeah. See. Tell me about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, folks, it's been great to uh, to get you on. We'll finish with your last track. Then it's uh stereophonics Which one? A thousand, a thousand trees. trees. Yes. I've not had this for so ages. I know. I love it. Come Are you on. You sure you're not forty-five? <laughs> I feel it. <laughs>
4: Standing at the bus stop with my shopping in my hands When I'm overhearing elder ladies As the rumours start to fly I hear them in the schoolyard, in the scrapyard In the chip shop, in the phone box In the pool hall, at the shoe stall Every corner turned around Starting with a schoolgirl who was running Running home to a mom change room of the lock up, up I thought what's out tell us again she told him again tell us the truth he found it hard to believe cause he taught I was Steve he can train me taught of good John as a father of three only takes one tree to make a thousand matches only takes one match to burn
1: Friend of the club and media man Aaron Paul was at Sheffield Wednesday on Saturday covering the Wicca match for Five Live. He's a top guy and he never know what's going to crop up in conversation with him. So I thought I'd have a chat with him after the match on the pitch side. Here's what we talked about. Reports at Extraordinaire, ITV, Five Live, BBC London. I've probably missed a few off the list. Aaron, how are you,
8: mate? Yeah, not bad, not bad. bit cold. Weather's turning. You're wearing shorts at Hillsborough. Are you mad? Well, you, my rule used to be anything above five degrees. I didn't take in uh, uh, the sort of the, the gust of wind I was expecting. I mean, at the start, there were kids who were holding the flags. The mascots could barely stand up with the flags in hand. It was, uh, it was insane. But, yeah, an interesting afternoon. I think the shorts will be packed away from next week.
1: You're a familiar voice for many of our fans because they'll have heard you on the EFL podcast, on Five Live, yeah. on BBC London, if they if they live that way as well. And also uh, on this season, on the ITV coverage of the Football League as well. But you've got Wickham Connections. Yeah,
8: I started out my career covering this incredible football club, Little Old Wickham. When I came in, I, I came in in... Um, in, in the infamous season where relegation was avoided on the final day or oblivion as I was taught to call it and, and we come from the same stock Phil you and I Sam Avery from BBC Three Counties we all come from the Keith Higgins Academy Joe Shannon Joe Shannon so I nearly forgot him uh, but yeah it's amazing there was three of us here today at Hillsborough and I actually told the guy who was next to us the Sheffield Wednesday commentator we all come like from the same guy we're like you know his proteges and and uh, I always remember it was actually Saint Phil of Catchpole back in the day when I first started out. I always had to live up to being you. So uh, yeah, thanks for being a good, a good guide, a good, um, a good yeah, a, a good mentor if you like as well. Some of you will see a friendly face, but the memories I have of that football club, the transition in that summer where all those players left, and I was talking to Gareth Ainsworth about it the other day. You know the likes of Paul Hayes coming in, one of my favourite Everwickham players, just class absolute class Paul Hayes Cedo came in Joe Jacobson obviously was really you know brought to the fore there Peter Murphy who could have done such good things at this club so I've, I've seen him over the years I've watched him over the years always sort of kept them close to my heart I moved from London out Closer to the club I live near Maidenhead now So so not far away but and, and I'm always Always around You know me Always uh, flying around But yeah good, good to see them play today Shame about the result
1: Well it's good to see you Doing well as well In your career And uh, what's coming up For the podcast On the EFL and, and we'll see you on, the, on our screens as well On the EFL coverage
8: On ITV Well hopefully We're going to be doing Something with Gareth Ainsworth Soon Fingers crossed I've planted a seed Whether he he lets that sort of develop and actually lets us do something, is something different. It would be nice to do something with him. In terms of 72 Plus podcast on Five Live, I mean, we've just done a, a big show on Derby. Um, we included a, a brilliant interview. I know I'm going to say it's brilliant because it's mine, but I never actually say any of my stuff is brilliant. But that has generally got to be one of my favourite interviews where we properly reminisce about the old days, about him buying net, about Barry Richardson sleeping on the sofa. You name it, we talked about it. So that's available on BBC Sounds. Uh, and every week, I mean, subscribe Friday afternoon. You might find you love something. I've got random people who DM me, fans of Chelsea. I've got a fan of Deportivo La who goes, I've never been interested in the EFL until now. But okay, fine. We, we have a broad range of guests. Joe Jacobson actually is um, is my co-host this week on Wednesday night five live. We're live at half past the DAB BBC Sounds nine oh nine. If you still use the media wave. Um, and yeah, Big, Big Joe will be with us, as will the uh, the late Honorary manager, Richie Welling, so it'll be fun. Well, tuning in this Wednesday here, it's the greatest football pyramid in, in the world, isn't it? Can't be. A pure romance, mate. Pure, pure romance. I'm stood opposite a stand there at Hillsborough, which I actually based my my first dissertation in engineering on which is the, I, I don't know what stand, I think it's a south stand here, with the actual, it is the south stand, it is the south stand, single-tier stand, can, the, the second cantilever stand ever built in the UK. If anyone doesn't know what cantilever is, Google it, it's where the steelwork supports the roof. Unobstructed views, it, it, that is the reason why we have unobstructed views in a lot of stadiums in this country. Incredible, but this is a, a real stately home of English football, isn't it? I mean, it's seen better days, granted, but still, you know, it's, it's an all right place to come. I'm getting a bit cold now, Phil. Aaron, I have to say, a conversation
1: with you is never wasted because you always learn something. Every day's a school day chatting to you, mate. The
8: cantilever fact I will take with me forever. Well, you're more than welcome. Do you know where the first was? Oh, well, that's going to be my next question. No, me neither. I'm joking. <laughs> I think it was. I think it was at Scunthorpe, but they didn't count it because it didn't run the full length of the pitch. Um, there's there's a couple of very famous stadium books. I, I'm obsessed with stadium design. I studied to be an engineer initially, so I was always looking at steelwork and stuff like that. And this was it. How how much of a pioneer was this for British football? And it and it was. But um, yeah, it's a stunning it's a stunning piece of architecture. If you go and see it, look around the back of Hillsborough. Just go and look at the steelwork. It's all blue, and it it looks literally like a web, like a mesh. It's incredible. So uh, yeah, take that with you from the Steel City
1: great a real pleasure go and put some trousers on, mate cheers i will mate always good to catch up with aaron paul now some of you may not know this but wick and wanderers have their own security company that's right it's called adams park security and events and they not only supply stewards and security for match days at adams park they also staff local events around the area i caught up with richard Piercy, the staffing manager for adams park security and events to find out a bit more and he started with a bit of history
9: This all started off in about 2006 um, when we fi- found that the police were drawing back from doing outside events and there was a gap there in the market. Uh, so we came along, uh, trained some staff up to SIA level and Chapter 8 for road closures and things like that and basically went off as our own events company in within the structure of the football club. So the fans who see their stewards here at Adams Park on a match day, they may see those very same stewards at a whole range of events in the local area. Yeah, yeah. Um, we do all sorts of uh, activities, music uh, events, uh, markets, uh, Christmas markets, Christmas light switch-ons, um, state visits uh, in Windsor as well, to name but a few. Um, so we're quite diverse with our work, really. Uh, a recent one that's
1: been in the news was the, the proclamation of the new king. Uh, and you guys were involved in that in, in Wickham Town Centre.
9: Yeah, we've got very last minute as things were happening at the time. Um, we got asked to put the road closures on Queen Victoria Road, um, monitor the crowd, assist with the crowd because there was disabled people there. Um, and it was all done within 38, 36 hours. So, you know, it was a very, very quick job, really. But uh, it was all done safely and the customer was really happy. Uh, so, Stuart's here on a match day at Adams Park.
1: If, if they work for you guys, it isn't just a football, there's more work. It's, not, it's more than just uh,
9: every other Saturday and the odd Tuesday night here and there. No, it isn't at all. Because um, I get various jobs come at me. We're coming up to what is probably the busiest period of uh, the year for me because um, of Christmas lights switch ons, November the 5th firework displays, bonfires, uh, Remembrance Sunday. I've got six Remembrance Parades on the books and they all happen at 11 o'clock on uh, that day. So uh, it's a busy time for me. can be a little bit stressful, but I've got a good team of people behind me. And I guess always on the lookout for, for good stewards as well to come and work for you. Oh, certainly. Uh, I've got some good people here. Uh, I've had some good people uh, in the past, Um and still, some of them still work for me, but uh, the more the merrier, it just helps get the business uh, coming in as long as they 're up to a good standard so if someone 's listening to this thinking, I, "I like the sound of this, I could help with this. How do they get in contact? Um, my email address is on the um, website um, The job center has contacts me from now and again, but if i just uh, go on the website and put jobs in at wwfc dot com um, it'll eventually get to me if they're interested or word of mouth
1: and so a busy time of year coming up then not just with the football but as you say uh, Christmas lights switch ons what's been the strangest event that you guys have worked on
9: oh strangest one Uh, that's really we've had some odd ones but uh, (laughs) um, uh, you've you've got me there Phil Um, uh, thinking um, I suppose really the one that I always think it's strange, but it's so nice. is the torchlight procession on November the fifth. Uh, the children walk across the common carrying a, a, a tin can with cotton wool full of paraffin, all alight, the and they chuck it on the bonfire. Um, all the health and safety bits and pieces just go out the door that night. But uh, we've done it for many years, and it's all been, all been done with no no incidents. So uh, it's a strange one, but it's very nice.
1: Well, it sounds like you guys are an integral part of the community and part of the team here at
9: Wickham Wanderers. Well, yeah, it helps to sort of spread uh, Wickham Wanderers outside uh, just the four four walls of the stadium. Um, as I say, we've been doing it for a long time. Um, we've got good reputation with all our customers, all our business is repeat work um, and or word of mouth. And... I've just picked up another job today from Chesham Christmas in Chesham which we've done in the past but with Covid obviously that's, that would put on the back burner but now they're back with us so it's all looking good Well have a good run up to Christmas it sounds like a busy time It certainly is a busy time uh, I say we've got uh, um, I just went to a meeting today with Wickham Christmas Lights and they, they conflict this year with uh, Marlow Christmas Lights so I've I'll be pretty stretched, but we'll get
1: there. Right, that's your lot for this week. Many thanks to Aaron Paul, Richard Pearcy and Sam Bokes. We'll be back next week with hopefully news of a win at Adams Park against top-of-the-table Plymouth. Keep the faith, keep believing and stick with us. Come on, New Blues.